Hey y'all, welcome to the Common Good Podcast. It's uh, a Thursday. I think it's, I didn't even look today what day in May it is. I, I forget. You wouldn't think, you know, I could forget such things. 11th? Uh, it's May 11th. <laughs> it's May 11th. Paul, good to see you. Doug Padgett. Good to see you, Doug. Uh, Dan's not with us today. Uh, but hey, Paul, there's a lot of things going on in this world that we should be, um, we should be thinking about. There's a lot of things in the world that we uh, care about, um, you know, uh, Title 42 is being lifted on the southern border. Really big deal. We're going to do a little video on that yeah. later today. Some people don't yeah. know what that is or why that matters, but it's a it's a big thing that's prevented people from seeking asylum in the United States. Uh, Donald Trump showed that he's an absolute and complete nightmare last night on a CNN town hall. Uh, I didn't. Did you watch it? I didn't watch it. It was not good, Paul. It was not good. <sighs> Um, I mean, it was the greatest hits, right? It's all the stuff he always says, but it's all it the same old grievances and just, I mean, I'm going to pardon the January 6th people. We're going to use family separation, mocking the person he was found liable for sexually assaulting the crowd cheering. I mean, just really, <laughs> oh, there's, you know, some, some upsides to our news cycle. There's some things like that. Every once in a while, we say, look, we're all, as a Disney song said, we all live under the same same big sky. And sometimes it's, it's big. Remind ourselves of the big sky is a good thing. So I have an astrophysicist, Paul Wallace, here is good. It's also raining and gloomy today here in Minneapolis. How, how is it there in Decatur? Sure. It's kind of the same. It's overcast and kind of it was drizzling earlier, but now it's not. But it's overcast. We're going to hit about 82 today, something like that. Summer, summer, summer. We're in, we're in the 80s for the for, for, for the long haul now. You know, for we had a pretty cool early spring, lots of days, about 70 degrees, 72. Mm. But I think we've left the 70s behind for the for the next uh, four five months or so. Well, uh, yeah. hey, and your uh, your your shirt for people that are only watching uh, or listening on the podcast, they don't get to see this gloriousness. It, it looks spacey, but now I'm realizing that's not a space shirt. That's like those are flamingos. flamingos. You have a flamingo shirt. Had we coordinated, I also yeah, look at that. Shirt. That's yeah, really flamingo really shirt. Great. Well, here, here. Let's 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 do that again. Let's go to Big Paul here on the screen. And oh yeah, look at that, friends. Hey, tell yep. us where you're. Uh, tell us where you're all coming from. Uh, those of you that are paying attention and watching and and all, and what shirt you're wearing. And if you own a flamingo shirt, I have a white shirt, or like a t-shirt thing with little flamingos on it. Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my vacation. I got some swim trunks. I got some swim trunks with the exact same pattern. <laughs> totally. Do you ever wear the shirt and the sh and the shorts together? No, but I, I really, no, I really should. Uh, this summer, uh, I, I, I will definitely do that at some point. Oh, that's great. All right, so Paul, you, you're a, a pastor, a writer, a professor. Congratulations, by the way, as you said to me before we started here, getting your grades together and uh, being done with this with the academic year. Congratulations yep. on that. Thanks for that. Uh, and you're an astrophysicist and, and a popularist. I mean, I say that in the best sense of the term, right? Like you, a popularist. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, like you pop, popularize things. You, you talk about the sky and quantum realities and astro this is and that's in ways that not astrophysicists can understand what's, what, what's happening. So uh, a, a couple of big, big stories uh, today. Um, that these, and are, are you ready to jump right into these or do you have some I'm ready. general Let's comments? Go. Let's dive in. All right, so so th this one I thought I thought was kind of interesting. You you sent this this clip over. It says continuing its run on its groundbreaking discoveries, the James Webb Space Telescope has snapped the clearest image yet of the dusty disk around a young star, and then it's got a yep. name for this young star. Yeah, Fomal out. That's that's the Anglo version of it. It's uh it's some garbled Arabic. I don't know what. Okay. But uh, fumble out. Yeah, it's a pretty bright star uh, in the southern sky. We can see it here, but it stays pretty low. And it's about 25 light years away, and it is got a disc around it. So that little black spot for those sports fans who can see the little black spot, that's just there to block out the, the light of the star itself, which is far smaller than a pixel uh, on this size on, on this picture. So that black spot is, that's not a black hole, right? Okay. It's, it, it's there to, uh, it's an artifact of the telescope. It's there to block out the view. So we can see the dust, uh, disc around the star. 
And and why is this a big deal? Why why are they excited? Is it just that the telescope can see this level of detail, or is there something else that's really well? That's part of it. We've never seen anything like this before. All the discs that we've seen before. Now, first, let me back up and say that a disc around a star like this, we believe, is uh, essentially a solar system in its proto phase, like uh, you know. It's a nascent solar system that will eventually wow. coalesce into planets, wow. this, this dust you see. So this is, this might've been what our solar system looked like, you know, four and a half billion years ago or something. Wow. Um, it's a young star. Um, <laughs> you young know, young. rising star making it good. Yeah. Someday going to be a solar system of its own. Yeah, it's working on it. And so it's that great seen... story we all, we all rise to cheer. We've seen uh, discs before, but never with this kind of detail. You see these, you can kind of see at least two distinct bands of, of hmm. so, so the, the, the smeared out rings are, are dust, basically. Uh, you know, carbon, silicon, um, iron, whatever, uh, little bits of dust um, orbiting that star. And you can see two distinct bands, almost like, you know, our asteroid belt and our Kuiper belt, our Kuiper belt, uh, you, the asteroid belt is a bunch of rocks that orbit between Mars and Jupiter. And the Kuiper belt is a bunch of uh, hmm. ice bodies that orbit outside of Neptune. Oh. And Pluto's one of those. So you kind of see two bands here. And it's not necessarily an inner and outer belt like that, but it's what it looks like. Um, so it's really just nice to see that that level of structure in in this in this dust normally we just get a blur and don't see any structure in the in the dust at all one of the common features of all the stories we're going to look at is how uh, we're going to look at today all of these new images and information is changing the way astrophysicists and stargazers understand what's happening up there is that true of this one as well is this a yeah, yeah, because uh, it's showing us something we've never seen before. So it forces us to rethink or to consider again, you know, how how are planets even formed? Where did, you know, where did the Earth come from? What did it, you know, how was it built up and that kind of thing? So, yeah, it helps us to um, rethink uh, more, uh, you know, with more detail and more nuance um, uh, how how things happen in the universe and where we came from. Really? It's a lovely really picture. Wow, yeah, I love so, that. So, yeah, okay. So, you know, as I do a lot when we look at these pictures, I like a little help on knowing, is this an artist uh, uh, rendered thing or uh, have they done something to this photo as far as you can tell to make it no, seem so visually this is, attractive to us? No, no, this is, uh, I mean, it's, it's certainly processed to bring out certain details, uh, but it's an actual image of an infrared image. Um, so it's infrared, which means this light is not light we could see if we were just out there staring at this thing. Sure. Uh, our eyes wouldn't be sensitive to it, but it is real light. It's totally real light. It's just that our oh, eyes aren't tuned to see it. Good point. Good point. Um, it's, re it's real light that can be seen by other detectors than our Right. Exactly. Our and eyes. if we had infrared sensitive eyes, that's what we would see. You know, just considering that, I know this isn't the biology uh, podcast today, but boy, that would have been an upgrade that, you know, God creator could have, could have considered, right. Was sort yeah. of optical and infrared, like, boy, yeah. wouldn't that have been, uh, you know, like at night, yeah. what a, what an upgrade. Uh, or, come, uh, or, or if we had a switch on the sides of our heads and we could, you know, infrared click, and then we could see infrared and then visible totally. click. See visible, yeah. That that you know, would be that would be awesome. You know, when we talk to the biologists, they're they're always reminding us that evolution uh, has some intention, sort of behind it, for the flourishing of the of the species that's that's evolving. You know, this this stuff. And it seems like evolution should have you know saw this one coming that the infrared <laughs> uh, the infrared switchover would have been great. Well, do you know what I mean? The, the reason that the, the, it can't do that. Okay. All right. It can't do that because our atmosphere why. to be, you know, it's number one, it's breathable, which is good for us. Okay, number two, it protects us from all the nasty in, uh, ultraviolet and X-rays and gamma okay. rays and solar wind and so forth. that's out there. 
but our atmosphere only allows certain wavelengths of light to come to the surface. Okay, so you it's like so, it's 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 got a little window and it only lets the the wavelengths in that little narrow window down onto the surface of the earth. Everything else it doesn't it's it's opaque to. So it turns out, of course, right, that we, it allows in exactly the, the light that we can see. Here we go again. How how in the world does an atmosphere sort out light waves si you know, sizes to to keep them out what what it is... all has to do with uh with the way the nitrogen and oxygen co2 and so forth how they respond to different wavelengths of light incredible and it turns out that that our yeah. atmosphere allows in roy g biv <laughs> well that's great because that's the same colors that i have on the lights in my little studio so of course you know that that so we evolved to our, so our eyes okay. are sensitive to that I see. I see what you're saying. So you know saying? We, we wouldn't have the kind of eyes that could right. see these, this infrared. But when somebody puts on those little infrared goggles, you know, like the, I don't know, the night scope goggles, yeah. are, isn't that infrared? Isn't that infrared? No, it is definitely infrared. There's infrared light all around us. Okay. So, so we do have infrared light rolling around inside yes. of our atmospheric bubble here. Yes. It, yes, we do. But we have more visible because the sun allows visible. I mean, the atmosphere allows visible light in. We have more visible light down here than we do infrared. Do any animals see infrared light? Is that a thing? You know, them? I bet that some do at least a little bit deeper into the infrared than we do, hey, but maybe, not yeah. radically, not radically different. I mean, they might see, you know, a little bit deeper into the ultraviolet or a little bit deeper into the UV, into the infrared, but it's not like, okay, they have infrared vision and that's it. You know, no, all, all creatures' eyes are yeah. sensitive to visible light, mostly. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm just looking for one that has that has both. You know, that's that's just yeah, has, has the 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 turbo version of their eyes. Where they, <laughs> could, they could click over click over to the other. Um, you know, just always considering what human biological upgrades could could mean. And I don't know, sure. maybe we're gonna maybe we'll come up with some insert at some point that'll go in to an eye or a you know contact someday. I don't know what we do with that. Uh, you know, but we oh, we'll find something to do with it. Yeah, exactly. What I was thinking we'll probably come up with something, uh, some diabolical, some crazy thing. Uh, of well, look at that. That's a funny little image of the other um, uh, stories that you sent. Which which one do you want to talk about next? Do you have, do you have a preference? Let's see. What else did I send? I sent. Um... Well, you sent sent this one about uh, the the oh yeah yeah that's wobbly good. the wobbly moons of Mars. I mean, that, holy moly. That, that picture of um, uh, Deimos there looks like a butt, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. So this th here's me. what I found interesting about this particular story. This image that we're looking at is feels like an artist rendition, but you can tell me is uh, a moon object that is uh, orbiting Mars. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Okay. Mm -hmm. And the way the headline reads, which is also what's in the story, is that the Emirates Mars missions. Hope yep. probe. So yep. I was caught by that at the beginning because I guess I didn't know that the United Arab Emirates also has a version of NASA and they're yeah. they're they're working their own deal from the UAE. Yeah, yeah they are. I'm a little uh, uh, I didn't think they, got, they didn't. I just never thought yeah. about. I mean, even on all the international space station stuff, hear a little yeah. bit about China, certainly hear about Russia, the US, Canada. Of course. Oh, nope. Didn't have Canada in my list. Didn't? No. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And uh, yeah, ESA, <laughs> the European Space Agency. See, I thought it was all like yeah. European space. Like they kind of all got clumped in. But then the UAE and, and others are also have their own missions going on. That's just yeah. kind of, that's kind of great, actually. It's kind of great. Yeah, I thought it was really cool, too. And uh, I'm not sure what sort of class of mission this would be equivalent to. And you what, know, is, what, NASA, what does that for mean? Example. What does that mean? I mean, there's different mission? kinds of missions, different levels, different, but different levels of missions have different budgets, you know, um, depending on how quickly and how cheaply they want to do it, um, hmm. that kind of thing. Um, I can't remember all the classes, but there's a lot of them. Uh, and, uh, but anyway, so yeah. And so yeah, so that picture, and I can't tell from that picture whether it's a composite 
or whether it's an actual picture. My guess is it's a composite, but they got the sun angle right. Okay. So they, you know, they, so that makes me think it might not be, but I suspect that it's a composite image. It's not. I mean, I've, I've, I've seen real pictures of the earth and the earth's moon that looks very similar to that. Yeah. Right. Right. It's, it's in that you know, frame. Uh, and they seem kind of surreal like that, but they're, but totally. it's a real picture. So, so this, this, this could be a real photograph for all I know. All right. So what's cool about this is that the UAE and their telescope that they shot up there, their satellite. Yep. Unlike the one from NASA and from other groups that are very close to the surface of Mars because they want to work on the surface, they set theirs apparently far away so right. they can sort of get the big picture of it all. Right. Right. Which is also kind of great that like these agencies and international uh, agreements are figuring out, you know, who's going to look at what. Right. Right. Hey, we can cooperate. As it turns out. Yeah. If we're just staring at rocks floating around in <laughs> yeah, space. Yeah. If it's completely unrelated to, to human, you know, uh, immediate human needs. Um, the, uh, the, the fact that this thing is sitting out further and looking at, Mars from the outside, from what the article said, they'd sort of completed the mission of the Emirates Mars mission hope. Yep. Got what they wanted. And then they're like, you know, we still got this satellite up there. Or yeah. Is this a satellite or yes. telescope? What, what is it? The, oh, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a satellite. The probe. Okay. Yeah. So a satellite. With, so with, still, with cameras on board and so forth. So we've still got this, this I spy satellite up there, the UAE is saying. We might as well like start whipping that thing around. Look at a few other, look at a few yeah. other things, and then they discovered this. I just love everything about that. Um, yeah. Right. That they're up there. Uh, they pick another vantage point. They're done with their mission, and then they just start looking around. Uh, yes, and they start looking around. Yep. And then they discover something that uh, seemed to be seemed to be quite important. From this headline, it says the surprising results from this, this uh, I spy spacecraft call the origin of the smaller moons into question. So now they're yeah, at, at least this maybe. one, there's there's two small moons. And for years in astronomy, I have taught and everybody who's ever taught introductory astronomy has taught that we suspect that these two moons, Phobos and Deimos, fear and panic. Those are the two names of the two moons, fear and panic. Nice. Uh, Phobos and Deimos were captured asteroids. Yes, because Mars is just inside the asteroid belt and the gravity of Mars could capture, you know, it could it could capture asteroids. But it turns out that Deimos, which is the one you see here, is probably not a captured asteroid. This is what the UAE learned from their mission, looking at the the light reflecting off of this moon. They split it up into a, a spectrum. Hmm. And discovered that this is, there's a lot of so-called uh, basalt. You ever take geology? Nope. Well, well basalt yes, but I don't remember of, any of it. A basalt is kind of rock that comes from volcanoes. Okay. okay. So there's a lot of basalt in this moon. And no asteroid would ever, 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 ever have a volcano on it. <laughs> okay so of the things we can't know that's not one of them uh we know this that is, asteroids don't have volcanoes we know this asteroids do not have volcanoes is that going to show up on one of your one of your pop quizzes uh you know true absolutely or false? Uh, volcanoes uh asteroids yep. uh can have volcanoes so when i give the quiz later there's no excuse for not knowing the answer <laughs> okay so no so that's telling them this is made up of something that's that has its origins from or something that other was than... volcanic at some point. And Mars what? is was some billions of years ago was super volcanic. Like super duper. Okay. Volcanoes all over the place. And there's still I mean, there, there's a bunch of them left. They're not active anymore. But they're huge. These are volcanoes that are, I mean, the size of Texas, 20 miles high and the size of Texas. Mm. So, you know. So what they're thinking just, somewhere, this thing just spit out some kind of yeah, lava rock and a, it a, shot up so high it got outside. Yeah. The, 
Yes, <laughs> due to a collision with you know in the past. Remember that? Remember that picture of uh, the star with the dust dust around it? We just yes. talked about. Yes. Over time, that dust would, because of gravity, it would collect. It would build up into these certain you know. It would coalesce into larger clumps because yes. of gravity. And once that process starts, it speeds up because the more massive the object gets, the more it pulls more stuff in. So in the past, early in their, put it, put it this way, mm. early in their lives, solar systems are always very violent places with rocks colliding and all kinds of stuff going on like that. And so it's believed now that, that Deimos here was probably created in, in one of these collisions. Kind of like we think the moon's the moon of Earth was created. How Long do you time. like that? Yeah. So the, at least Deimos, we think, was was not a captured asteroid. I, I mean, it's so much cooler to think that that Mars volcano spit out some gigantic <laughs> yeah. lava rock. The level the, of force it would take, obviously. For no, that no, to, but this would be due to a collision. Uh, what due to a collision like in the in the in the super deep past this would be due not to a volcano spitting it up oh, but okay to a collision of an object with mars uh, throwing junk up into the air well that's even and, more impressive something hit yeah. mars so hard that yeah. it bounced a jike something the size of this moon yeah off the surface of mars yeah out of the gravitational pull where now it's yeah it's moon orbiting yeah and most of the All stuff right, that, that got pretty, crazy. The, the, most of the stuff that got ejected would have either fallen down back onto mars or been thrown out into space forever but not this okay that's the theory so, we don't know so but that's uh, that, that that's what the evidence is leading us to think. fair enough and this theory uh yep. is one based on the the belief that the way gravity works, something can hit the moon, hit a planet like Mars or the Earth hard yep. enough to cause a ricochet or a uh, <laughs> yeah, something or, else. Or, it would also that have to just hit it. Seems unthinkable. It would also have to hit it not head on, but like a glancing blow to the to the. Oh um, yeah, like knocked it off. Yeah, like to chipped it, some, it off to give it some motion around the the planet um it wouldn't have been a, a, a bullseye head-on collision i see a glancing thing i see how yeah. how big how big is this moon you know i don't know the answer to that but it's almost spherical but not quite i, I would probably guess maybe 10 miles across or something so again it chipped off a 10 mile across piece yeah. of rock chipped it off chipped it off Chip off the old, chip off the old Mars. Hey, I, <laughs> I sent you this uh, this article the other day about um, uh, the. Um, sorry, I'm trying to get the camera right. Sorry, uh, having, having to do it all without Dan here today. You know, it's hard. It's hard without Dan. Everybody knows it's, life's hard without a Dan around. I know it is um, tough. And and it was talking about the development of Mars. I think it was PBS or some you know one of those little info videos. It was really cool. I thought about their description of just how liquid Mars was and some big yeah. asteroid hit a lake and that the makeup of Mars is so similar to earth, which is what helped me. And you've probably been saying this for, for years and I just wasn't getting it that paying attention to Mars is a way of paying attention to what could be happening on earth, that there's yeah. enough similarity in the, yeah. like the geological makeup. Yep that it tells us something about what earth might be like. Is that, yeah, is that and, right? But, fair? Yeah, that that's true. And, and Mars would be a couple billion years ahead of earth on the, uh, on the schedule. Yeah. And uh, the reason why it's ahead is because it's smaller and it loses heat more. It, it loses heat more quickly. Like if you take two potatoes out of the oven, a big potato and a small potato, the small potato is going to cool off quicker than the big one. So Mars cooled off more quickly than the Earth is cooling off. Uh huh. Follow me. Yeah, I am. And yep. and so and 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 it's that cooling, and it's that heat and the loss of the heat that 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 has driven Mars's climate and atmosphere over the over the over the years, 
And so in that sense, you can sort of look at Mars and sort of see what the Earth may eventually be like. We're just, just a couple incredible. billion years behind just as far incredible. as a lot of that goes. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm noticing people are saying that my volume is low on, on YouTube and so on. So I, I don't know why I'm turning it up. I don't know if it's louder for you, louder for anybody else. Let, let me know. I'm, no. I can hear you fine. You, you've been able to hear me fine the whole time, I'm guessing, huh? Oh, yeah. No problem. Okay. No problem at all. Yeah. Well, uh, poor Kimberly and uh, Mike and Jim and Yabitz are like, yeah, it's having some trouble. All right. So, so that is, uh, that makes Mars more interesting to me, at yeah. least, you know, and all the work we're doing and all the looking up there is this could tell us something about our own experience here, right. here on this planet. Right. Um, Especially when it comes to um, water, like uh, it's believed that Mars used to have a huge ocean, mostly in its Northern hemisphere. Um, and now it doesn't. It doesn't anymore. It, and that's not being blamed on big corporations, right? There's, it wasn't, or do you think there were like big corporations on, on Mars at one there time? There probably right? were, and they're the ones who screwed it up. Yeah, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be, yeah. I shouldn't be trite about that. Uh, our own, <laughs> our own climate change is caused by human, by human interaction. And there's also like, I don't know, just geological things that are going on that are, that yeah. cause these kinds of impacts yeah. and changes. It's also good to remember that Mars is much further away than the, to the, from the sun. That makes it a little different and makes it colder. Also its atmosphere is not nearly as, as robust mm -hmm. as ours. So being yeah. on Mars is really dangerous because of all the radiation and uh, mostly because of the radiation that you'd get exposed to. Now, Kimberly is asking is, uh, after everything got real cold there, is that when they came here? Uh, is that, is that when the Martians arrived or what, what was it in your uh, opinion as an astrophysicist that, uh, that that's where we came from when the, when yeah. the... we came from Mars, we were there first and, uh, you know, almost, almost died, but a few of us, a few of them made it, made it down here to earth. Adam and Eve. Yeah. Those two. Yeah, that's it, right. Those, first, yeah. The, that, that was their names. There was the pair. Hey, was um, the pair. so you were saying Mars, it was ahead on the, on the timeline of cooling off yes. by billions of years, but is Mars essentially, did it come into being essentially the same time the earth came into formation? Yeah. The whole solar system really did including the sun and the asteroids and Pluto and all the rest, all, all were formed at about the same time. And we can sort of look at that star again, uh, Thomal out the star that we were looking mm -hmm. at with the, with the dust around it. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a star that's fairly new, fairly young, you know, maybe 20, I don't know, 50 million years old or something, uh, which is young in astronomy land. And everything that you see around it is being formed into a solar system. And it's uh -huh. all formed at about the same time. I see. Yep. Yep. So yeah, everything in our solar system, we believe came into be, you know, basically the whole thing formed at one time. Of course, at one time it took, you know, a hundred million years to happen. That, that's you what I was going to ask saying. you. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, and in space timekeeping on, on the, on the 4 billion year time scale, we're talking about it all happened at the roughly at the same time, roughly at the same time. Yep. Hmm. All right, we've got one more that we haven't uh, that we haven't yet talked about. Uh, there's a second oh, yeah. ring around the far out dwarf planet Qualar. Qualar, uh, you did it. You you said it right. <laughs> that was just an accident. That's just <laughs> that's just blind squirrel business right there. Uh, adding squirrel. to the mystery of how this world uh, uh, hosts rings at such wide orbits. Yeah, it's got rings. Why is this a big deal? Number one, it's number one. It's weird for such a small body to have rings. Normally, this is a really big honkers like, you know, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus and mm -hmm. Neptune. They all have rings. Um, Earth doesn't have rings. Mars doesn't have rings. Venus doesn't. Mercury, all the inner planets, the small ones don't have rings. Because they're too small. Just not the gravity is not strong enough to basically do what has mm. to happen. So number one, it's kind of weird to think that a body such as Qualwar, which is a, a little smaller than Pluto, no, really oh, small. I see. I see. Yeah. Okay. Why it's got number one? Why it's got rings in the first place? Who put a ring on it? That's the question that has Who been being put asked. Who a ring on it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And so, and what and what does this tell us? Because this now that there's a second ring around this 
small planet. Well, there's there's actually there's actually two more layers of mystery here. Number one is how did the ring even get there in the first place? Because it's not it's so such a small little body. Uh, number two is uh, there's two rings, okay, which is a big surprise. Mm-hmm. And number three, which is really the kicker, and this is sort of nerd stuff at this point, well, please uh, is um, how can those rings be stable where they are? They shouldn't be stable. There are certain l- distances outside of which rings should not exist. It's a gravity thing. It's a Newton's laws thing. Sure. Yeah, it's, I can see that. Outside, but... of, outside of a certain distance, the orbit should be so slow that the rings really shouldn't really hold together. They should just kind of co- either either dissipate out into space or coalesce into a moon. So in my life, when there's mysteries that I don't understand, the people I hang around with, we just go, I don't know. I have no idea. Like, not, I don't even have a guess on how something happens, right? You know, like, I don't know. Like, how's, your, like how's your like how's your phone work, right? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's a mystery. How would I know? My guess is astrophysicists aren't like, boy, here's a real here's a real stumper. There's rings on a, around a small planet, and they're further away than we thought rings could form. So you know, who knows? Someone's yeah, got a theory, right? right? Yeah, 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 so, the, yeah. It's the I mean, that's the who knows part. I mean, the wonder part is there. They're curious. They want to find out. And they're like, why? But they actually do something about it. Who they, Do you, do you have an idea of what, what current thinking no, is about why these no, rings? So far as I know, there's no uh, understanding of, of where this might have come from. Um, we're really at a pretty early stage on this. I've got this, uh, we've, we've got this uh, physics, uh, astronomy student, astrophysics student, actually. Her name is Kara, and she does the uh, bulletin boards around the observatory here. And she did, an obser- she did a bulletin board about this very thing. So I'm really up to date on it because she did, she did her research. And right now there's no, there's no real working theory as to uh, why this is. Because the, the, Jim is asking in the, in the, uh, YouTube chat does uh, Earth have rings, and as no. you said earlier, it doesn't. And the reason we think it doesn't is because it's just too small. Only yeah. the big ones, only the big ones, have enough gravitational effects to yeah. put things into. Ring. Well, that's not I true. It, I think so it's possible. That's not true. I, it, it's possible for Earth to have rings. It's possible for Venus to have rings. It's just really unlike. It's super unlikely. Put it okay. that way. It's not violating some. No, it could of happen. Gravity. It's, it's just it's just the smaller the body I is, see. the more unlikely it is to have rings. So maybe our explanation about why Earth doesn't have rings is partly size, but according to this, because of this little planet that's not even really considered one of the real planets, like a little nope. Pluto planet. The dwarf um, planet, yeah. It, it it gets to have rings. It gets uh, to have two, at least two. <laughs> two. And it could share one, you know, uh, if you have have to share one that that philosophy of life that is oh. that is curious to me that 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 there's another reason why rings form that's not simply size and gravitational pull related yeah right it's it's either that or it's just a, it's just it, that qualwar really threaded the needle and got the super unlikely you know but still it's not clear how the rings can exist outside of this limit um, is there something oh, I, else there we're not seeing? Is there something these rings are around that we don't? Is there is there well, invisible? Well, I need to, I need to warn you that plant? I need to warn you that this is not a photograph. This is an artist's uh, one of these artists, uh, you know, again things. Did, yeah, we've never actually s- taken a photograph of the rings. So I remind like us again. Then how do we know the rings are there? Ah, what, what do they? Grasshopper. Now we're getting somewhere. Okay. Uh, what we do, what we do is, what we do, do we is we uh, basically um, in the in the field. So if if, if you're looking at Qualwar and you're looking at the field around it, Qualwar is actually passing in front of the distant stars. Okay, and as it goes, it carries its rings with it, and when the rings block the starlight from the distant stars, this light of the stars dips a little bit. 
Okay, so like it's it's orbiting the the star the way Earth would. It's Claw Wars orbiting the sun. So basically, imagine imagine the stars as like a distant backdrop. Gotcha. Don't I got you. And Qualwar is moving in front of those distant objects. There it is. And so when the ring gets in the passes over a star, the light from that star dips just a little bit. Okay. And we can detect that. The dip. The dip in the starlight from the distant stars behind Qualwar. We can detect that dip in the starlight. And we can predict if the ring is there, which stars are going to be blocked out when, and it's and it, it happens just as 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 you know. Basically, we can look at the pattern of starlight dropping a little bit in the distant stars to figure out where the rings are. Amazing, amazing. Is it possible that we, that there's something else that's causing this dip, and they're not? It's not rings. Is is that one? Not of the really. Options? No. Okay. No. There's no other. No other possible explanation for it. You know, maybe tomorrow somebody will come up with one, but right now, there's no other. I mean, we've seen this too. With this is how we discovered the rings of, you know, Uranus. I mean, sorry, Neptune, for example. We, we discovered them the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, and with exactly the same kind of pattern that, you know, yeah. so, so there's rings. Been, yeah. There's rings for sure. But, and this is the wonderful thing about this, this branch of science and, and the others is there's so much we know, like stuff like that, which is almost mind bending about mm-hmm. what can be known and how we mm-hmm. figure stuff out by computer, uh, you know, data that's yeah. coming, you know, it's coming in because, you know, dips dips in light is also not something we're seeing with our eyes, right? It's something that's being right. detected no. on a on a sensor somewhere, and 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 we're not seeing it Unreal. with our eyes on the video screen. It's just it's just it's just a little uh, you know data point that dips. You know, yeah. we see a curve. That's all we see. In a yeah, in a data point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's numbers. amazing. We can do this and see these numbers and and interpret them and ex- extrapolate them. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, there's so much we don't know about this stuff. Yeah. Just so very much that's unknown yeah. about all this. It, and the it, nice thing about nice thing about science is that is that the way it's set up and the way it operates is that you can, you know, if you keep banging your head against the wall, you can figure it out. And a lot of things are just not that way. That's you right. Know? That's right. I mean, yeah. really, let's be frank, you know, the meaning of life. You know, uh, yeah. you know, the problem of evil, you know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> right. it's like right. the human stuff, the human I stuff have, is I, a little more I have complicated. no damn idea, but I can tell you that there's rings around this little, <laughs> <laughs> then the, the, the spacey stuff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right. So I think, I think there's one more, um, scientists say they found more moons with oceans in the solar system. Now yeah, moons, I did, I did, moons I have oceans. I did not read this one, but I can tell you a little bit about it. Nonetheless, please do. Yes, yeah, I did, uh, yes, I did not yes. know moon. Okay. Oh yeah, uh, the one uh, again. I just thought, and uh, before before you do this explanation, I want you to explain why I think this is such a big deal. The hunt for water has seemed like this big thing we have been wondering about. Like I just thought, water in space. If they find that, that's going to be a deal. Then come to find out, well, not frozen water. We all know that. Most things out there are just a bunch of frozen water. Like water's all right. over the place out there in different forms. Yeah. Uh, and now there's like, right. I don't know, lakes and oceans on moons. Yeah. So it, it's yeah. just, it's had, I don't know why I got it in my head or as a kid hearing that, you know, if we find water, then you got life. And if you've got life, baby, that answers the is. questions. There you go. Apparently yes. that wasn't, that was never what the storyline was even though that's what i had in my head so not here that moons even have water yeah Maybe. but there there is a there is a twist which you won't be surprised there's always a twist right the headlines are never quite okay. i mean that makes you think that there's these moons with nice big ocean i mean we see oceans right you th- imagine being at the beach look there's an ocean mm-hmm. it's not like that um uh think of it this way imagine you know i like get the north pole uh, mm-hmm. how there's no land up there, but there's a big ice cap from what I've been told. Co- yes. Covering the ocean. Right. 
Right, right. Yeah, I've right. not been there myself personally, but I've been told by people I trust. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. Which is why we believe most things we believe, by the way. Um, somebody I trust told me that up at the North Pole, there's you know no land. There's just uh, floating ice. You can go walk on the ice, but there's no land proper. Okay, yeah. So what I want you to do is imagine a moon uh, that's entirely that way. That's just one big solid ice block, but with water underneath the ice. The ice may be a kilometer thick, but underneath that, there would be liquid water. Okay. That's what we have. When they say oceans, that's what they're talking about. Oceans. Somewhere between whatever the core of the moon is and the surface of ice, there's yeah. liquid. So, so basically, H2O. this is a, this is a moon with an ice, solid ice crust, with liquid water as the next layer down. Huh. And some of these moons, like Europa, uh, which is a big moon of Jupiter. Uh, has geysers and so forth, has, has places where that water is, pu is pushing up through the surface, kind of like we have volcanoes here. They're basically uh, water volcanoes or geysers. A big and water so, park. And, and we've taken images of these geysers, and they're definitely liquid water. And so there's definitely liquid water underneath these, these uh, crusty, this ice crust, basically. Hmm. Well, Jim asks, uh, I think, an insightful question. Uh, what's the origin of water out there and here? Just well, hydrogen and oxygen coming together in a certain yep. level? and Yep. The hydrogen was formed, most of it in the universe was formed pretty much very soon after the Big Bang. So all the okay. hydrogen in your, your body, all the hydrogen atoms in your body have been around for 13.8 billion years super old yeah super oh. old the uh oxygens are more recent the oxygen was all formed inside of stars um and then if you have a situation near a star where star goes supernova or um or just near a particularly bright star with a lot of uv light uh, these conditions can cause uh oxygen and hydrogen to bond the, so that's that's where it came from as far so, as we know is there water on our moon no uh there may be some ice there's no liquid water there may be some ice on our moon yes but not it's only at the poles and only in these really hard to where the sunlight doesn't hit hit it basically because it would evaporate um, is that why the sun it, it, it would uh sublimate is the is the physics word when it goes straight from solid to gas like dry ice does, you know, here on. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. You know, it goes straight from solid to gas. That's what it would do uh, on the uh, on the moon. If, if the sunlight were to hit it, it would sublimate and become go go into gas and escape into space. But I yeah, see. there's because, there, there's a little bit. We think there's a little bit of ice on the surface of the moon. And and again, that's the difference there is that to Earth is that we have an atmosphere, and the atmosphere keeps that puts a lid on losing all that water. Right. right. It's really the gravity. Yeah. But yeah, it's really the gravity that keeps the atmosphere tied to our earth. Uh, that would and, keep. And that keeps water the, vapor. the, the flow. Yeah. The water evaporates, but then gets trapped in the atmosphere and then. Right. Congeals right. back together. Probably not the right word. And then gets heavy enough. And then the right. floating water again, just cause yeah. floating water. The water then floats yeah. because of air lift and, and then gets yeah. having a fall and it stays in the same cycle. And the amount of water on the planet is the same yeah. all the time. Is that true? The amount of water that we have on, on our planet? Yeah, it's change? fixed. It's fixed. We might get a little bit out of volcanoes, but not much. Um, Which is it, also trippy when you start thinking about droughts and other things that like it's it's not that there's not enough water, <laughs> enough water. Right. It's just distributed in a way that's. You right. know, moving around yep. this entire yeah entire I, I once saw this great picture of like of, of the earth as a sphere and then beside it a sphere of water that basically indicated all the water that we have ever had and will ever have it, it was you know it was like the size of you know the diameter of maybe the united states it's a, a ball of water and that's it that's all we're ever going to get it just gets redistributed over time Wow. Can we make water? Yeah, but it, it's not, it, it costs a lot. 
to make it in yeah. bulk. It doesn't cost a lot. Cost a lot to make an F sixteen too, and we seem to have no problem making a whole bunch of those <laughs> and flying them around. And... <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it's not expensive to make, but it's expensive and takes a long time to make enough of it to make a difference. Hmm. Like we like we can bond two hydrogens and an oxygen very easily, but we have to do that ten to the you know twenty third times to get this much water. Okay, you know what I'm saying? It's, oh. It's, like water's not very efficient to be to be made. Yeah. Even though right. I don't know right. space or whatever made it. How how soon was water formed here on this on this planet? Was that early? Were we? Is this? I don't know. I don't know. Um, well, we always turn to geology. I don't know the answer to that. that. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. Hmm. And these but, moons and know, so on—they must. I, I mean, find. water must have been there right from the start. On those. Oh yeah, water. Right? The whole universe has water in it. I mean, all we see water in in gas clouds around distant stars. I mean, we see, we see water vapor, we see H2O, we see the molecule huh. ev almost everywhere. Yeah. Wow. It's Am not... I the only one who was, who was, per was perplexed by that, that I thought that water was a real earthy thing and that, like, do you have any idea why I was so misinformed, <laughs> why I was so misinformed about that? I don't know, but I mean, what I'm talking about here is H2O. I'm not talking about, you know, oceans. Um, yeah, no, I'm, yeah, know, yeah, like me, no, big blue oceans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, H2O me too. Is, is, yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. I thought. I thought. <laughs> just uh, no, all the things not, as an adult I've realized. I you know, it's a little that. uncommon, you know, I mean, there's only one, you know, one part per 10 trillion or something, but it's, it, you know, sure. there's enough of it out there that we, we can easily detect it. Yeah. Well, I'd love to know in the chat from Yabitz and Kimberly and Jim and Mike and all the others here, if they also thought that. Water. Well, was, it's, it's water just water so was kind of earthly, and we found it somewhere else, and we got a place like Earth, and here we it's go, just so, baby. Now we're that's, it's just that's so important. Thing. Yeah, it, it's just so important to us. Yes, that we think, oh, yeah. it's it's we're unique. Maybe water is unique down here too. Uh, and if if we find it elsewhere, then maybe the other things that are derivative of water or needing water. Yeah. I mean, all those big, all every comet you ever see, every comet in the orbits the sun, and there's probably a trillion of them, is made almost entirely of water, ice water. I mean, it's ice, but it's still H2O. Yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 Again, just guess I didn't know that. The, but okay. But again, finding liquid is the thing. Uh, water. Yeah, we think in, liquid is the H2O thing. in the form of liquid. That, that's why this, this previous story we had about oceans was a big deal because it was like, well, it's ice. We expect that, but then under it, it's flowing. It's liquid, yeah. and it's the and, liquid and, part that maybe if I just insert water for liquid water, yeah, it become yeah. it, it answer it it solves yeah. the dilemma. Yeah, liquid water is is much less common than plain mm. old H two O, and these um yeah, mm. you're not alone there, Doug. Yeah, like one guy, me and Jim, just yeah, water buddies. You and Jim. Yeah. yeah. So this, uh, these moons, world. uh, must have some sort of internal heat source. They're not completely cooled off from huh. the heat of formation. And that's, then that's what, you know, makes the water, makes it warm enough to have liquid down there. Okay. That's and interesting. So, yes. We know our planet has a mantle heat right. thing in the center, right? Larger than Mars. I heard in this, this little Mars video that I watch. True. Uh, and so that's partly why Mars cooled faster is because the, I don't know, the size of, you know, whatever the core and so on. Yeah. So these moons must have something that's keeping it. How do they, okay. But how do they know these moons have water underneath the, short of the ones where it's well, two, spurting out? Two reasons. Two, <laughs> two reasons. Uh, one is sort of theoretical and one is observational. The theoretical one is that ice floats. We know that ice is less dense than water, than liquid water. Yep. And whenever we have ice on the earth, there's, you know, there's, there's going to be liquid beneath it. Um, and, um, you know, think of lakes. Yeah, for you sure. Know, yep. the, you know, yep. you, uh, it, it, I've heard. Uh, this that, I that know up, for that, true. That up, that up north, <laughs> that ice forms on I, lakes. I, uh, I, walk and, on the, I walk on water regularly here. Um, Down here in Georgia, that's a rumor. No, I, I've seen the ice on the edges of of lakes and ponds down yeah. here, but never. But have you ever seen uh, it thick enough to drive a car out there? No, well, I've never seen it thick enough to walk on. 
Never. You got to come here in the winter time. It'll blow your mind. I know. And then you go out there with a with a with a auger and you cut yeah. a big hole in it for ice fishing, and you're like, oh, it's a foot deep or two feet deep, yeah. like really really thick ice. In fact, I walk on a lake right right near here, and it has a little part where the the water's going out of the lake, so yeah. going to the next lake, a little spring, you know, a little yeah. flow out, and that part doesn't freeze. So there's ducks floating right. in there. So you're walking on the frozen lake right up to the edge and then looking six feet over and there are the ducks swimming and you're <laughs> not on land looking at the ducks swimming you're on the frozen right. water that's, that's and like nuts. it just hits a spot and then freezes right there and when it freezes there it's, it starts to it freezes thick enough that you can walk and ride your bike and, you know people are like hey be careful though it's you know it's open open water there you know when you're walking yeah. or riding i ride my fat tire bike out there People will be like, "Yeah, be careful." There's, you know, there's water in case you didn't, in case you didn't see it. I'm like, "Yep, okay, got it." Like just as normal, <laughs> just walking on, walking on frozen. And people that live in warm climates, honestly, they're, you know, a, a snowball is one thing. A f walking on water, yeah. Um, it. I, I've been with many people driving them around, you know, here in Minnesota around these lakes and being like, "Oh yeah, no, there's people walking out there," and the look on their faces. My friend Colby from San Diego was just like, "What?" Yeah, you I can, need to. I need to. I need to come up there in January and you and can walk oh, on it like every I, I should day let, for months. I should let you. I should let you and our readers know. Our readers, our listeners know something about water that makes it that is really unusual about water. It's really. I mean, I don't. There may be other other molecules that do this as well, but typically the the solid phase of a certain material is heavier than the liquid phase of that same material. Yes, so, right. right. But that's not true for ice. Ice floats, which is really weird. What floats your ice, Paul? That ice expands. When water becomes ice, it expands. And, and virtually there's air every in other material, when a material freezes, it contracts, it doesn't expand. And so it becomes, it's it sink. I should sink, but it doesn't. It does the opposite. Really weird. Yeah. So it, when it gets solid, it gets mm, lighter. Is it, it because less, there's air? It expands. And so it becomes less dense. It expands. It expands. The molecules of the water, water molecules expand. So yeah, there's so then if more. So if you've got air, a pound of water and a pound of ice, the pound yep. of ice takes up more volume. Okay. And oh so yeah, yeah. Because floats. I've put I've put frozen water, like a water bottle, in a freezer, and it right gets bigger. It'll and break. It. It'll break your bottle. Break yeah. It, break right, it up. It expands, what? which is unusual. Usually, when you cool things down, they they, they contract. They don't expand. Yes, and when you heat something up, the molecules start moving faster, and exactly it expands. Yep. What do we? What? Why is water peculiar like that? What's it? Do we know? Is there? It, it's. It's. I, I can't remember the details of it, but it has to do with just the H two O molecule and how and how they behave with each other. I think it's got something to do with their, the fact that they're slightly polarized. I can't remember the exact details, um, but it is. It is an unusual thing that our lives and our lives depend on that. Basically. Yeah. Okay. Yabitz just said this in the in the chat from Marietta, Georgia. By the way. Um, if water did not expand into ice, life would be impossible. Imagine life in in, in in lakes. If ice formed on the bottom, fish yeah, wouldn't right. be able to survive. Well, because yeah, what fish so. do in the winter is they feed off the bottom. Mm -hmm. But if ice formed feeders. on the bottom, it would cover up all the stuff they need to, to live. And so life could not have existed in the, in, in, you know, in fresh, in any, in any, Anything that froze over, life could not have existed on. Life may still exist in the oceans these days, but it wouldn't have made it very far on the so lake. So I thought ice, like when I'm on a lake and when you ice fish, which, you know, I yeah. do for recreation and watch other people because it's about the same. Ice fishing and watching someone ice fish is almost the same thing. <laughs> uh, right? Uh, but less work. Uh, mm. So you cut a hole mm -hmm. with, a, with a like an auger. So if people don't know, like somebody starts up a, you know, like a chainsaw thing and then points that auger down and blasts out a big hole wide yep. enough and you put your, 
And I thought, well, here's why, because the, it doesn't freeze all the way down, is that the, I didn't think ice was floating. Of course it does. I've seen ice cubes. But I thought yeah. in the lake, what was happening was the air temperature on the top of the water was cold enough that it fro got the 32 degrees yeah. and froze. But then down deeper, it wasn't impacted by the air and stayed oh. liquid. That's well, what I, I thought was happening. Yeah. Not yeah. that it was lakes were floating the ice, but that right. the freezing was starting closer to the air and going down. That's the water's not, actually cooler. That's, that's it's that's actually cooler the further down you go. I mean, you've di you've dived, but it's not freezing. Before. But uh, no, it's yeah, not but, freezing. But even if the ice, the uh, it's cooler when the air is warm in the summer for sure. You get yeah. deeper in the water and you're like, ooh, there's a there's a cold spot. I think uh, that's still true uh, in the winter. I think it's still colder as you go towards the bottom. But it doesn't get as cold as it no. is on the top where it's frozen. Right. In the right. winter. It's right. funny. Okay. So is it floating? And if ice were to form at the bottom, it would float, it would rise to the top. See, this is just, just fascinating. It's a crazy world. Someone ought to sell tickets. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you just make that up or is that material? No, I just, just that, came from, that? that came from Raising Arizona. Remember that movie? Raising yeah. Arizona? Did you ever see it? Yeah, I had, uh, uh, who's that, who's that act? Um, uh, Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage, an early Nicholas Cage. Yeah. 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 yeah one the of the only first line Coen I remember, Brothers movies. The only line I remember from that movie, now it's going to be this one, is, um, you know, you have to have a license to drive a car and something about a pet, but any moron can have a kid. <laughs> any moron can have a kid. <laughs> Uh, that's good. Life's fascinating. Someone should sell tickets. Is that what you said? Life's fascinating? Uh, it, it, it's a crazy world. Someone ought to sell tickets. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. Uh, exact we quote, we, we like won't that. get into this now, but Mike may, raises a really great question. Paul, I was never comfortable with the Big Bang Theory. Maybe one day we'll replace it with a more organic process of reproduction, renewal, and ongoing growing of the universe. Uh, let's let's chat about that sometime. That's I think that's an interesting. That's, that's a great that's a great great topic. You know, as opposed to sort of a bang is starting some that he's. I think Mike and he could write more on this or send us a little voice memo or something, a video about it if you want. If you want to, Mike, please do that. What the, what that question really is getting at? But I find that to be quite fascinating. So yeah, yeah, that'd be a great thing to talk about next time. All right, uh, Paul. Well, congratulations on another great episode and and finishing your, your grading early. And, and I hope you get out in that nice muggy forming air. And it looks right clearer now, but I'm sure it's still, right there in Georgia. I'm sure it's Hey, still what, muggy. what, what birds are you seeing these days down there in Georgia now that they're, Hey man, their we way just back? came through the, the peak of migration just came through. Wow. Boom. And I uh, hadn't gotten out in the last few days. Uh, my son graduated from college last weekend. So that took all the birding off of the okay. map. But I did I did see some uh, a few uh, birds come through the college here. I'm trying to get a hundred species on campus, and really, uh, yeah, I've got like, 92 like, right now. You mean you're trying to document them, or you're doing something? To I'm trying to them? basically document. I'm trying to uh, observe uh, and record a hundred species, and I've got 92 right now. Huh. Uh, but of course, the the deeper you go into the list, the slower it goes. Sure. You know, yeah. so, uh, but I added a few last week, which was nice. Kentucky warbler. I added an oh. orchard Oriole, which is sort of a Baltimore Orioles tricky cousin. Um, <laughs> okay. There's a cartoon and, making and a summer tanager, which is a lovely red bird. Uh, so I saw those last week here. They're all migrants. They're all just passing through on their way North. Yes, because normally we we take migration to be a very positive thing about life development. That's right. Unless you're a Republican, thinking about our own human migration, and then boy, oh boy, it's they're going to come try to take your jobs or your kids. Uh, really, and that's one aspect of that damn wall that he wanted to build is that yes. wildlife migrates <laughs> across totally. the river. I mean, oh yeah, every, it's you know. And no, it's, it's and it's not just the the wa the land walking animals. By the way, we've done if you go on our Volcoma Good channel, you can watch some videos we have about this and what we recorded when we were there. There there's a number of flying things that don't yeah. want to fly thirty feet high. They never. I do. did not ever think of that. Yep. And they're like, 
well, I'm not going up there. <laughs> I'm a butterfly, man. Oh, like butterflies. There's things. Oh. It's. I mean, the people who study never... this are just like the 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 terrible impacts of this of a border wall is just unmeasurable. Even, be, even beyond the human world, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, just the geological world. And, and another, just to somebody who doesn't want there to be a wall, I want you know, I I want to stand up and say you know. Uh, Mr. Biden, tear down this wall and use the metal to build, you know, 50 great cities in the open spaces of America. That would be that would actually be great. It's, a, it's an idea that I was conjuring up riding along the U.S.-Mexico border for 67 days. And it turns out like six months ago, Trump comes out and says, yeah, we should start other yeah. great cities. And I'm like, finally, one thing that that man is not a total. <laughs> um, but the one of the one of the things is the the land itself and water doesn't want there to be a wall. If if right. land and water had an opinion, they'd have an opinion yeah. not to have a wall. They yeah. keep eroding it and just right. ripping it out and it's collapsed. So they've had to add gates, get a load of this. What did they have to do? Add doors to the wall yeah, right. to let all the water and the debris and everything through yeah. because it's being smashed and eroded underneath. Meanwhile, they spend $40 million a mile building a wall. Think about That's that. Next time somebody somebody tells you what you know, we should build a wall, and we don't have enough money for this or that, and migrate migrations are going to cost us too much. How about forty million bucks for a mile of mile. wall in places right. where there shouldn't be a wall? Now, not all of it. Some places it's only twelve million dollars a mile, but it gets up to forty million dollars a mile because what they have to do to build a ridiculous wall <laughs> with gates in it, gates yeah. in it, and they have to leave the. Paul, literally, they have to leave the gates open because that's where the water and the debris is going to flow through. So then right. you say to yourself, why are there holes in the wall? <laughs> and then they say, well, we just have people watch those. And you're like, well, isn't that then what we should do? Yeah, just... yeah, right, right. I mean, it it, it, it just, it defies, it defies it's, all, you know, it, all it, manner it, of it, reasonableness. The reason why it got as far as it did is because of the utter simplicity of the image. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. It is, and that, and that's one of Trump's geniuses is coming up with these completely, like, simple to the level of boneheaded. Yes. Ideas like make America great again. Like, that is the simplest, dumbest thing he could ever say. And it works. It works. Build a yeah. wall. The image is simple. The 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 um, message is clear. Yes, you know, until you really, of, yeah, yeah, until, until, until you think about it, right? It's like love is right. the answer. It, okay, it, it, it's question, as dumb but... is as dumb and in your face as those big Trump signs he puts on his buildings <laughs> and, his, and his airplane <laughs> and his helicopter. Well, and he's not the only one. Look, a lot of Democrats supported walls for a long time and still do. I mean, I talk to these people, not not Democratic voters, like lawmakers. They they also think that walls uh, that walls make, that walls make sense, and walls do work to do some things. I I have them in my house. Yeah, um, right. You know, that's right. I make a I make a room out of it. They're just not good as as border demarcation devices, right. <laughs> like, right. and they're really bad, and they're really bad for the birds and uh, and bad, butterflies and the butterflies and and all of the things that walk uh, across. Yeah. Uh, it's just yeah, yeah. it's really really quite devastating. Well, we we have run from the skies to the waters to the depths of the Minnesota lakes where. Uh, Kimberly reminds us that uh, we have the loon here. Do you ever see a loon? Oh, where you baby! Are? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I see them, and every December I go down to the Florida Panhandle to a to a nature preserve down there, and that's where they spend their winters. Is down. Yeah, they winter in Florida, Florida too. And so yeah. I, I I do I don't I, I have seen them in Michigan in their full summer you know regalia, but normally I see them in their winter clothes down here. Uh, uh, yep. And the sound the sound is. Uh, mm, primo yeah it's a loon call i, I would try to do yeah. one but i can't as a kid the big thing you try to do here in minnesota was to make a loon call that kimberly could do it i don't know how to i can't i can't oh i was uh too too bad the people who can make a loon call with their hands yeah, yeah. impressive i bet there's I bet yeah. there's competitions probably up in northern minnesota oh, southern you canada know, you know that happens <laughs> loon, call. loon call business all right we have done uh We've done all the uh, all the level of things we can. See, this is what ha also what happens when Dan's not here. We just keep going. It just it's just an hour, ten minutes. Run all our right. yaps. Well, 
I hope we got the uh, hope we got the audio figured out and uh, that that worked and uh, people could hear all this stuff. So, thank you, Paul. See you in a couple of weeks, sure buddy. See okay. Ya. All right, y'all. See you all. Hey, by the way, we're going to be back with a, we're going to do a little thing today on um, understanding Title Forty Two and immigration. So if you if you're up on these channels, you'll see a few more things. And then tomorrow we're part of a big action down in Florida calling out the Christian nationalist event that's going on at a Trump golf course. So a uh, bunch of things happening on these channels. Keep up with all of it and uh, uh, head over to votecommongood.com. Uh, see what we're up to. And uh, we're in a big fundraising effort right now. So if you can chip in anything or if you can give us a lot, uh, it all goes a long way. Because chip in, you know. If you're not golfing, it's a strange, strange little phrase. But if you can give us all the money you have, we would take it. And do something good with it, I'm sure. All right. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you soon. Bye.